You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. And even if this parable says to leave the weeds alone, when we label someone as a weed and we estimate them to be evil, we never make it our practice to let them be. We always set out at once to weed them out. Welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 479. Our title this week is How Not to View the World, and our reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. This is Matthew uh, 13, 24 through 30, and verses 36 through 43. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the weeds sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you're pulling all the weeds up, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, then gather the weed and bring them into my barn. Then he left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, The one who sowed good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy sows them. The enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil, they will throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. So I'm first, let me just say I'm thankful that we discussed the principle of all or nothing a couple weeks ago. I didn't realize that um, it would also prepare us to discuss this passage this week, but I'm thankful for that foundation. If you haven't read or haven't listened to the podcast, The Destructiveness of All or Nothing, I want to encourage you to go back and do so in preparation for this week's discussion. Our reading this week, it's an isolated parable found only in Matthew, among the four canonical versions of the Jesus story that we have. Outside of our canon, there, there is a version of this parable in the Gospel of Thomas. Gospel of Thomas 57, it reads, Jesus said, my father's kingdom can be compared to someone who had seed. Their enemy came by night and sowed weeds among the good seed. The person didn't let anyone pull out the weeds so that you don't pull out the wheat along with the weeds. They said to them, on the day of harvest, the weeds will be obvious. Then they'll be pulled out and burned. So, so this parable 
It probably circulated among the Matthean community orally before the Gospel of Matthew was written. And it, it, it wasn't a saying of Jesus within the Markan community. It wasn't a saying of Jesus within Johannine community or the larger cosmopolitan uh, Lukean community. When a problematic passage only appears in one Gospel, it gives me pause. We don't need to throw it out, but we should practice the utmost care with it and it's it's difficult to attribute a reading like this week's to the historical jewish jesus who's characterized in most of the gospels as an inclusive prophet of the poor from galilee it's much easier to attribute this passage to the galilean jesus following community as a reflection of the concerns that the young community in protecting its own purity, the concerns that they had, concern for protecting community purity, calling people weeds, um, looking forward to their destruction. All of that doesn't sound like the Jesus we encounter in the rest of Matthew. It sounds more like the apocalyptic John the Baptist than it does Jesus. So what this passage does do is reflect the worldview, I believe, of the original audience of Matthew's gospel. And it's a worldview that scholars today refer to as apocalypticism. And apocalypticism, it divided our world between the seen and the unseen. The unseen world was composed of both good cosmic powers and evil cosmic powers, and that world was connected to our visible world. Good people those were the ones who were connected to the good cosmic powers, while evil people were connected or even controlled by evil cosmic powers. We see this worldview expressed in passages such as this one from the book of Ephesians. In Ephesians 6 verse 12, it reads, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And for the early Jewish Jesus communities who subscribed to this way of looking at the world, and, and remember, not all of them did, Rome would have been an earthly, visible conduit of the destructive, unseen cosmic powers of evil. And this way of looking at the world, it was also somewhat pessimistic. The world was what it was. It was controlled by whom or whatever it was. And nothing would change in this worldview until the end of the age when there would be a great reversal and evil powers and, and thus evil people uh, would be no more. And some of the early Jesus communities, they explained the world around them in these apocalyptic ways, where there wasn't much one could do but, but patiently endure the present injustices of our world, holding on to the day uh, that they called the day of harvest, when the wheat would be gathered up while the weeds would be destroyed. And again, it, it's much easier for me, at least, to accept that this passage has its source in the Matthean community uh, and, and was attributed to Jesus than, than to embrace that it actually came directly from Jesus. Uh, but, but again, to say that it came from Jesus means that only the Matthean community remembered it. And above all else, my real challenge with this is the, that this way of looking at the world 
is deeply problematic and destructive. So let's take a minute and explore that for a second. First, we know from human history that when we forget that we are all connected, that we're all part of one another, when we begin to define some among us as evil or as weeds, and to use the parable's language, it's not long before those that we deem to be weeds we then exclude, we marginalize, we scapegoat, and harm. And even if this parable says to leave the weeds alone, when we label someone as a weed and we estimate them to be evil, we never make it our practice to let them be. We always set out at once to weed them out. And secondly, it's intrinsically harmful to others' humanity and to our own humanity to look at fellow human beings as evil creatures who will one day be eradicated. We can't help but seek to eradicate them in some form. If we view them this way, we can't help but seek to eradicate them in some form uh, now, today. And to this social dynamic of labeling some people as evil or of the devil, the language of rounding them up and burning them, this is a holocaust. That's how millions of Jewish people were murdered last century. This is how people were tortured and killed during the Inquisition. It's how women were hanged or drowned as witches. And there's many more horrific examples in human history. This way of looking at the world is problematic and harmful. And as I said in the article and in the podcast, The Destructiveness of All or Nothing, wisdom is proved right by her deeds. We need to judge this way of looking at our world and the people in our world, looking at people, other people, um, um, by whether this is, we need to discern whether this is a wise way of, uh, a wise worldview or not, by the deeds that it has produced throughout history. And by those results, this way of looking at the world is the weed, not the people that it maligns. And today, it's not life-giving to look at the world through an apocalyptic lens. We don't need to label some people as weeds with the sick assurance that one day they'll be destroyed. That's horrible. That's awful. Nor should we look at the injustices of our world just as the way things are and the things that we can do nothing about except endure until some point in the future when outside forces will set things right. We can do something about injustice here, now, today. Is there anything that we can redeem from this week's passage? There is one thing, and it's a corrective. The passage gives us this biblical phrase of gnashing of teeth. And too often, Christians have assumed that weeping and gnashing of teeth, it refers to the physical agony that those in the fires of this parable will experience. But the gnashing of teeth is not a biblical expression about being tormented. It's a biblical expression about being angry, so angry that they grit or gnash their teeth together. Consider a few passages. This is from the book of Job 16.9. God assails me and tears me in his anger and gnashes his teeth at me. Psalms 37.12. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. Acts 7.54. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. In the Gospels, 
people gnash their teeth when they see those that they excluded today being welcomed to the center of God's just future tomorrow. While those who were assured that they were so much better than or or deserving of, deserving to be at the center, they are the ones that are left outside because of their own exclusionary practices in the present. That's why they're gnashing their teeth. They're angry at who's included, and they're angry at their own exclusion. As you sow, though, the gospel say you will reap. Or to put it simply, people gnash their teeth when they're angry at seeing who's being let in while they themselves aren't. And as the Gospel of Luke explains, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is Luke 13, 28. It says, when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves are thrown out. So if any are excluded in the just world that we're working towards and creating, It'll be those who make it a practice. It'll be intrinsically those who make it a practice of labeling others as weeds. And it should give us pause to see the the intrinsic destructiveness of looking at the world through the same lens as the author of this week's passage or this week's reading. Today, I believe we can and we must do better. Heart Group Application, share something that spoke to you from this week's eSight or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, how does labeling some people as weeds harmfully impact the way that you relate to others? What better way of relating to others who are different from you um, have you found? Share that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our work? into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today. I want to say a special thank you to all of our supporters out there. If you'd like to join them in supporting Renewed Heart Ministries work, you can do so by going to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and clicking Donate. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now the new threads. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your chosen social media platforms for our daily posts. And also, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it on, uh, take some time this week to leave us a positive review. This helps others find this podcast as well. I also want to share with you that we're partnering in a new weekly YouTube show this year uh, called Just Talking. Each week, Pastor Todd Leonard and I will be talking about the Gospel Lectionary reading for the upcoming weekend. We'll be talking about each reading in the context of love, inclusion, and societal justice. And our hope is that our talking will be just, as in justice, but that also something that we say during our brief conversation might inspire you along with us to do more than just talking. So if you teach from the lectionary each week, or if you're just looking for some thoughts on the Jesus story from a more progressive perspective within the context of social justice, check it out. You might like it. You can find Just Talking each week on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Herb and Todd Just Talking. Like, subscribe, hit the notification button, leave us a comment, let, let us know you were there. If you'd like to reach us here at Renewed Heart Ministries uh, through email, you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com. And lastly, my new book, Finding Jesus, a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social, political, and economic teachings of the Gospels is now available at RenewedHeartMinistries.com. Right where you are this week, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.